And it is currently 25 past six and we have the amazing mental toughness guru on the call with us, Leah Zalams. How are you, Leah? Oopsie, wait, Leah, sorry, I forgot to turn you on. Let's try that again. How are you, Leah? I am fantastic. Thank you. How are you, Leah? And uh, Paul with you this evening? I well? certainly am. Good evening, Leah. Leah, it makes me sad because this is going to be our final conversation on the mental toughness model. And it does make me sad because over the last five weeks, I have learned so much. And today what we want to do is take a little bit of time. And I want to thank you because I know you're actually at a conference and a workshop today and you've had to sneak out uh, into a little corner like a naughty little child to have this conversation with us. We appreciate it, though. Yeah, we do. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to take these first few minutes just to do a real recap of where we are. And then when we come back after the break, uh, just to have a conversation over my journey and mental toughness so that, you know, Paul can get involved in this conversation, too, and understand exactly the way he knows me, how my mental toughness assessment went through versus what he perceives me to be, because I think it's a very interesting conversation to be had. Oh, I agree, and I think that um, it certainly uh, it will shed some some new insights and light onto the um, complexity that you are, Mia. Mm, correct, correct. <laughs> the beautiful complexity that you are. Beautiful we are all complex creatures, aren't we, Mia? So let's quickly, for, for our new listeners, welcome to the show. We're glad you joined us today. Um, but let's quickly just do a recap of what mental toughness is, Leah, uh, a broad overview, and then the four C's very quickly in a nutshell so that our listeners can start to paint a picture again about what this mental toughness looks like. Fantastic. Thank you, Mia. And uh, look, the mental toughness model is a psychology framework that was first developed some 30 years ago by Peter Kloss and um, and a number of other research uh, psychologists and very much in the field of organisational psychology. So the workplace, the sports field, high-performing sports field. So it's very much an application-driven framework to help us understand how we are reacting to what is happening to us, how are we reacting to pressures, stresses and challenges irrespective of our circumstances. Mm. So it's very much how we think about events that happen to us, about the emotional triggers that we feel, as opposed to how we act. And I think that's a really important distinction to make because this also plays into what we're going to uh, look into is how your profile looks and the data that's there as opposed to how you look to the out, how you perform in the outside world. So um, the four C's then are, they are the constructs of confidence and mm -hmm. challenge and control and commitment. So in each of these has two sub-factors as well. And the reason that these are important, well, these are the four qualities, if you like, or traits that high performers have been shown to demonstrate. And it's and interesting, Leah, sorry to interrupt mm. you, but it yep. is interesting because when we think about somebody who achieves, it just let's remove the mental toughness model for a moment. Yep. Let's look at somebody like, for example, Michael Phelps. We know one of the best swimmers in the world, uh, Olympic uh, Olympian, gold medalist, uh, the most medals in, a, in an Olympics. 
And if we look at him, did he have commitments? Of course he had commitment. That was probably the very first part of where he started was the commitment. Did he have the confidence? Well, with the commitment, the confidence started building. Was he up for the challenge? Of course he was. He wasn't going to win all those medals if he didn't want to have that, if he didn't want to take on the challenge. And then the last one is the control. Just bringing all of that together, he would have had to have a certain level of control. So even without looking at the mental toughness frame, the four pillars of mental toughness that you continuously talk about are the underpinning, underpinning pillars of success for anybody. Exactly. And, and, and this is important to note as well that this is, this is going to be of interest to high performers. And I think, Paul, this is where... Uh, your experience in HR can really add value here. Where you are employing for different roles, for instance, not every role is going to require high levels of these elements. Right. I mean, leaders need them, salespeople need them, you know, but, but someone, you know, and I would say your executive assistants would absolutely mm. need to have, have mm. these. But there are other roles where this is not so important. So it's very, it's a very differential kind of, um, I guess, support mechanism to helping us hire, helping us create teams, and helping us to develop a, uh, you know, the, the, the kind of thinking that will take us to success. And as business owners in today's world, we absolutely need that. Mm. And the interesting thing that you said there, Leah, is that not everyone in your organisation needs to have uh, a mental toughness um, level of awareness, if we can call it that, because they don't need to be running at that level. But when you're working for a leader who has gone through mental toughness and is aware of the mental toughness uh, model and how to perform under that uh, environment, it starts to flow down, doesn't it, to the people around them that they automatically start to lift them up and create an environment in which they can operate that is a higher level to which they're used to and they all of a sudden become more and more stable at that level versus coming up and down. Yes, and that's why there is so much preferred investment, if you like, into leadership training for leaders Mm -hmm. and the identified high-performing talent but more and more what we're seeing is a democratisation of leadership as a role, as, as, a, um, as a descriptor. And everybody is expected to step up as a leader mm. when the situation mm. calls for it. So more and more what we're wanting to do is equip all of our employees with, you know, with the confidence to know that what they do matters and that they have what it takes to excel in their role, or we wouldn't have put them in that role. Yeah, very basic a, 101. Right? Yeah, no, that's, that's a very good point, Leah, and I think that uh, probably, I guess, uh, for, for many, many years, I and probably we've all seen this, um, leaders would get appointed based on often... You know, they might be in the best technician in the in the team, and uh, and they're not necessarily given the right kind of support. But uh, thankfully, there are you know more interventions than there used to be on finding to actually prepare people for leadership roles. And uh, I think yeah. there's still probably okay. a lot of people out there that haven't quite got the skills they need. Um, but uh, certainly, I think it's things are better than they used to be. And this is where looking at their natural preference around commitment 
and challenge are two really important areas to see whether that person is someone who is likely to rise to the challenge, to be offered that opportunity. But mm. It's not a be-all and end-all predictor, but it certainly gives you another level of insight other than just watching what they do behaviourally, mm-hmm. which typically mm-hmm. is how we mm-hmm. we um, judge people is on, 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 mm-hmm. how, on what, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe that's a good point too, is to introduce the other side or the other end of the spectrum. If you're not high on the scores of these mental toughness elements, what are you then? And uh, and this is where it, this this other end of the spectrum is that is the mentally sensitive end. Mm. And let me and this is where you know most high performers are going to want to see themselves at that high end. But you know if I can just share what does it mean to be mentally sensitive? What this is is that you mentally sensitive people have that uh, like high levels of emotional intelligence. They have that innate sense to pick up overload or when people are pushing too hard or too fast. They're the creative ones. This is where we bring diversity into the team. This is where you've got that that caring, heart-centered view of the world. And so not everybody is going to be geared up to improve their mental toughness scores. What we want to do is create that awareness so if and when required, you can dial up or dial down Mm the mm-hmm. mental sensitivity, mental toughness spectrum. And I think this is the adaptability and flexibility that all leadership consultants are talking about. And that's, a, I, 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 that's key. To be able to play both ends. Yeah. So, Leah, I think this is a great place for us to, to take a break now. We'll be back in about 10 minutes' time and we'll continue talking about where I sat with mental toughness and what that actually means to bring it into to perspective for people because you touched on it now. Just because you don't rate high on the mental toughness, you bring another dynamic yeah. and you bring a level of awareness to a situation. Um, and I'd like to share that with our listeners when we come back in about 10 minutes. Does that sound good? Yep. Excellent. Fantastic. Beautiful. Okay, you're listening to Alive 90.5. This is a Power Up show with Beer and Paul. Uh, Paul, now before you, oh Leah, sorry, I keep on forgetting to turn you up. <laughs> Thanks for hanging around. <laughs> Thank Paul, you for having me back. <laughs> Paul, before we start, we've had these conversations about mental toughness and what we wanted mm. to talk to you, well, talk to our listeners about, but specifically you because you know me, mm. is where would you put me in a mental toughness scale, knowing who I am and what I do? What would you say my mental toughness level sh- in your mind would rate? And what range are we looking at there? One to ten. Um, uh, well, I might start with twenty-seven, but no, <laughs> um, no. I think uh, I my guess would be eight. <laughs> what do you think, Leah? Was he close? <laughs> Eight in all four categories, Paul. Oh, I'm thinking of average. Just an overall, he's yeah, going just, with I, an I'm eight. Yeah, going for an average of eight. All right. Before we go there, why don't I just give a little bit of what the mental toughness analysis is? Because you actually can do a uh, an assessment to score yourselves in the, each of these mm. categories, and mm. then it calculates an overarching mental toughness score. Yes, that sounds excellent. Yes, 
So it is a, an online assessment of, a, I think it's about 70 questions in, and it covers the four C's, commitment, control, challenge and confidence. And then it gives you number, a numbered report on a, z- a zero to 10 on each of those capabilities and the subcategories. And it also gives you a narrative around what that actually looks like in terms of behaviours. Mm-hmm. So that's what what you what um, you participated in, Mandy. Yes, correct. So Paul reckons, knowing me and what I do and what I achieve, he reckons I was sitting at, a, at an eight, Leah, for overall mental toughness. So I think it's it's at this point that we should probably you and I spoke about it earlier, Leah, where we said think about a high level professional, Paul, um, sports person. Uh, who's your best cricketer? Who you idolise and think is just amazing. Oh, sorry, is that the question to me? Yeah. Um, best cricketer who I idolise and thinks Oh, jeez, for uh, somebody who talks a lot about crickets, Leah, um, he doesn't have a clue. Uh, no, no, I'm thinking... Um, five, four, mm, three, five seconds. Two, one, done. Joss Butler. Who? Joss Butler. Okay, Joyce Butler. Joss, Joyce Butler, Joss Butler. <laughs> Joyce Butler. All did, right. you, did you watch the World Cup? No, but we're going to move you know, quickly past Cup. what you're talking here. Um, so the interesting thing with professional athletes is that they didn't start with mental toughness. Can we all mm. agree on that, Leah? Mm, That's not where they started. It was a conscious decision at the beginning of their career somewhere along the line to start changing their thinking and their thought patterns. So it was something that they developed over many, many years. I mean, some would argue it would have been, what, 10, 15 years, Leah? Look, I think with with, um, sport, and I think this is the parallel with sport and with leadership, is that there's got to be an element of innate desire. Mm. Right, somebody, and that innate desire then is is they start off as a child, and there's there's usually a talent that they're actually quite good at it. That then builds that confidence and starts that that possibility thinking of maybe what if, Mm. yeah. And it's same with leadership. They have to want to be a leader. They've got to want that that sense of responsibility Correct. and and to, to do that role. And then you start putting in the, the steps in place, don't you? But every step you put in place, you're probably going to fall over and you've got to make that conscious decision to pick yourself back up again and take the next step forward. Well, and this is why you look at those um, high-level sports people they don't just have their cricket coach. They have mindset coaches. They have, you know, podiatrists. They have physiotherapists. They've got specialists to help them perform at their best in every aspect Correct, yeah. of their, their wholeness. And, uh, and so this is what's missing in the business world, yeah. isn't it? And it should be noted that the mental toughness formula was designed originally for sports people. It was saying what is making them perform at such a high level and how can we bring this into the business world and this is why I was saying let's look at one, at a sports person so when you look at someone like me and you go knowing everything you know about me and go you're an eight when you put me next to your top cricketer I'm, do should, I look you, like an eight? You should probably should, well, should be a bit rugby actually but anyway, <laughs> um, uh, maybe not Correct. Well, and also, at that point, though, Mia, that it's going to be contextual as well. That cricketer, I bet he is an eight or a nine on the mm. field on a good day. Yeah. But I, when he goes home at night... <laughs> he's probably crashing. <laughs> is, the, is, the, is the boss person, you know what I mean? Like, you see yeah. a lot of that. It's the contextual mm. arena that we need to look at as well. 
And so, and this is why I think when we do assessments like this, I don't know about you, but I often will get the test back and it's like, oh, I knew that. Oh, there's no surprises there. Oh, what did I spend my money on? No, I did not get that. Nope. (laughs) So let's see what Paul's face looks like when we share what my overall mental toughness score was, Paul. So you reckon it was an eight? And Leah's laughing because when Leah got my test, she goes, what the hell? Who's this person? Is that what you said? Well, I thought, did she get the answers the wrong way round? Yeah, that's what I honestly thought. So, Paul, my mental toughness overall score is a three. I'm silenced. <laughs> Just pick that chin up off yeah. your floor. Yeah, no, he's you, looking you, a bit he's, it's, Well, it's radio, but you guess, you guess right. He's, he's a bit shocked. And I was shocked too, exactly what Leah said. I actually mm. said to her, I filled it in wrong. This is wrong. Yeah. This is and not I me. And I thought you filled it in wrong. I rang my coach and I said, I yeah. think she needs to do this again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. That's know. exactly right. We, wow. I said I'd filled it in wrong. Yeah. But when I sat down with Leah and we started going through the mental toughness assessment as is Mm. and said hang on let's assume you filled this in correctly let's go into a little bit of detail yeah a number of things did come up yeah um and it was very interesting because while i portray that level of mental toughness or what we perceive mental toughness to be what i'm actually doing is putting out fires would that be the right thing to say leah Look, and this is this is entirely the this is the, the the I guess the gold that comes out is that you get to see that I don't know if you're putting out mm. fires, but yeah. you do. Yeah, and yeah. that's what came I, out of the cannot, conversation. I am no, not in any position to judge, mm. like like if you're putting out fires or whether you're performing, you know, within um, a high level of, you know, control, confidence, Mm. challenge and and, and commitment, right? We can never know what's truly going on Mm. inside another human being. But this is is power to the richness and the Mm. depth and the breadth of the 3,000, you know, plus um, people who have gone through this assessment, the 80 plus you know, academic peer review papers that have been published mm. that that gives us such a rich, um, like the, the way the questions are framed, the way the assessment is, we, we actually can create get value out of this test. Correct, 100%. And that was some of the things that we picked up in our discussions is that mm. I'm putting out fires. So when you're seeing me as this mentally tough individual, what you're actually seeing is the fact that I've got too many balls in the air. I've got a couple of analogies going here, but I've got too many balls in the air. Mm. So what you're seeing is that I'm putting out fires of all of these balls. So you're only seeing the top end of it. Yeah, okay. But what you're not seeing is the bottom end, and that is that I'm overcommitting myself. So by overcommitting myself, what I'm doing is I'm forever putting out these fires. Yeah, okay. And then what's the need that's not being met underneath that, Mia? You know? And this comes back to what's going on on the inside mm. for you around your sense of um, like like that inner world confidence. Correct. You know what I mean? And this is what we then see in the world. Sometimes we're overcompensating. Some, you know, sometimes we're, 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 we're in, going in all directions because, you know, that's, we're, we're, we're taking validation from our activity in, that, in the outside world. Correct. And so this is why it is like, it's like any tool will do, you know, in some senses. But 
it's the practitioner and it's the quality of the conversation you have with your consultant that mm. actually opens up new doors of possibility and makes this valuable. Leah, we, we need to finish up because we're getting to the hour now, but I want to yeah. end it to tell you, and I haven't told you this, uh, I wanted to save it for this conversation because I feel like I need to share it with everybody. We had this conversation around my report. Yes. It raised that, that attention that I've overcommitted and your discussion, you know, the discussion you and I had was to raid myself in and focus on three things and do them really well. And I wanted to let you know that my income over the last month since you and I spoke, and I did exactly that based on the mental toughness report, increased by 27%. Wow. That was my income. And all it was was saying to me, you think you're performing at that level, but you're not. Mm. Wow. And there's nothing wrong with not performing at that level, but... Because you're perceiving that. It just goes to show the value of what you've done. Yeah, 27% increase Mm. in income. And all I've done is I've become more laser-focused on three things and three things only. And if you look at my diary now, there's only three things I invest my time in and I will not invest my time in other things anymore. Well, hats off to you. Hats off to that mental toughness. That makes sense of some of the things you said to me as well in terms of like um, color-coded diaries and uh, focusing on this and that. Yeah, correct, correct. Well, because this this then really does highlight the uh, last statement I wanted to, to make, and that is the myth that you cannot set goals for soft skills soft skills, that is absolute hogwash, right? Because when we're talking mental toughness, these are absolutely soft skills. Mm. Look at the hardcore outcome you have Mm. created in a short period of time because you took that soft skill information, converted it into, okay, how do I make this work for me to improve my outcomes in my business because that's my number one priority and you've done that. So hats off to you, Mia. Mm, thank you. So uh, we've got to finish off now. And uh, I believe that, is it Doug Strakowski? Am I getting that wrong, right? Yes, yes Doug Strakarczyk. He is, uh, again, the... Um, the behavioural economist brain behind the mental toughness model. He's going to be in Australia, in Sydney, doing a workshop on the 27th of September. So if people want information uh, for that, then certainly, you know, I can leave the details with you, Mia, at the radio station. And then also Mm -hmm. they could email me at info at zaxis.com.au. So that's Z-E-D-A-X-I-S com.au and we can get uh, get them in the door because that will be again a very application driven outcomes based discussion around how do we help our leaders perform at high levels at, in a in sustainable ways and do leadership and do business better beautiful Leah thank you so much it has been such a thrill to go through this mental toughness exercise with you and to share it with all of our listeners Uh, and we do have all the podcasts up on the website so if you've missed out on any of it you'll be able to grab it on the website Leah thank you once again for for being with us through this journey thank you Leah and we've run out of time we wanted to say hello to Raj but we've run out of time so what we're going to do is the Power Up Show is signing off for the day we will catch up with you next week and coming up very soon is Raj